on CityCast Madison. It's day two of our three-part fall getaway series. And just a hop, skip, jump away in nearby Lodi, you can find the award-winning Trinan Farm Corn Maze. This maze is the perfect challenge to test your directional prowess and have a good old time doing it. There's also a pumpkin patch and plenty of other activities on the farm too. To learn about the corn maze biz, we spoke with Angie Trinan, maze designer and co-owner of Trinan Farm. It's Wednesday, September 27th. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Angie, hello. Well, hello. How are you? I am freaking great. Uh, <laughs> I am so excited about talking to you because I am a fan of your amazing corn maze, just to start out. Oh, so you've been out here to the maze. I absolutely have, and it lives in my dreams in a good way. <laughs> good. Not, not your nightmares? Not in my nightmares. <laughs> Lost in corn? <laughs> yes, ex- exactly. Despite, you know, being Halloween E season coming up here. So your maze is one of the most incredible corn mazes I've ever seen. Well, thank you. I We try. We try hard. (laughs) Yes. And it's not like I'm the only one who thinks so. It's award-winning. How did your family get started in this business? Yeah. So, well, nobody anticipated this, actually. Um, So I'm a veterinarian, actually. So I started off moving to the area to practice veterinary medicine. And I met my husband, who is a farmer. He brought his cat in. And so, you know, that's like the romantic story. So we got married. And so this farm has been in my husband's family for over 100 years. So, you know, they, they pass it from generation to generation. But for today's size of farms, it's pretty small and it's not really large enough to support a family on if you're going to do just crops. And my husband had draft horses and he was starting to give horse-drawn wagon rides to a pumpkin patch. So he planted like a half acre of pumpkins and he'd give the kids and the families a ride out. And so it was a little side business, which he liked. And then when I joined here, I liked it also. But then we started to think about like, well, you know, like People are coming out to get pumpkins. Maybe they'd like to do other things. And so this was a time period when agritourism was brand new. And that just essentially means inviting people to come on out to your farm or, you know, a basically a rural, rural setting to enjoy the things you can do out here. So, but some people were doing more than just pumpkins. They were also doing like playgrounds and, you know, apple picking, but also corn mazes were new at that point, basically. So we had heard about them. We went to go visit one and we were like, well, I think, I think we could do this. My husband was very skeptical that people would pay, pay to go into a cornfield because, because, you know, he's a farmer and corn is, you know, his life. And, <laughs> but I'm like, oh, this, the people who live in a city, they would pay for the privilege of walking in corn. And so, you know, sure enough. Um, so we put the first corn maze in in 2001. And it was really interesting because we were thinking that like the families that came out would um, also do the corn maze. So they do the pumpkins, they do the horse drawn wagon rides, and then they would do the corn maze. But the corn maze offered a lot for older kids, teenagers, and adults to do something really fun. And so we, over the years, have kind of realized that like the corn maze can be really challenging. It can kind of be our flagship attraction here. And some people don't even 
you know, they don't even care about pumpkins. They just come out to do the maze. <laughs> and we get tons of, tons of adults who come out like with dates or with just a group of friends. Um, and I just love that because, you know, adults, we don't get as much chance to like play and right. And we you know, need that. We do. We, we really do. do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Desperately. We desperately need fun. And when I went out, I went out with my coworkers, like a whole staff of coworkers of people who like are interested in policy and and, and systems. And yeah. I mean, a, adult us ladies, we got down. Like it was so fun and intricate and challenging. Yeah, and you get the you get to see the competitive nature of some people where they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do all the challenges and I'm gonna beat my last year's time and things like that." And but then there's also like the fun of wandering around in the country. Also at night, we do a lot of um, people come out at night, which is it's kind of a novelty if you're not you know if you're used to being in the city where things are like lit up, right? <laughs> so like in the corn maze, it's dark. You got to bring a flashlight. Yes. And, uh, can be a little unnerving if you're not used to it, but which is part of the fun. Yeah. Part of yeah, the fun. Yeah. Before we get too far, for folks who aren't you know familiar with Little Day, like how do Madisonians get to your farm? Where are you? Yeah, it's funny because a, a lot of people, you know, don't know where Lodi is. It's really close. We're 20 miles north of Madison. And so from either the far east or the far west side, it's about, yeah, 30 minutes or so. And then you can come up through Wanakee if you want to come up through the north side. So, yeah, so we're like in between the interstate and Highway 12. Pretty, pretty close. So I want to learn about the designs because they're really special. You know, if you go check out a photo or you can really see how intricate they are. Who designs your mazes? Yeah, so I actually designed the corn mazes myself. We started off the first few years with hiring a graphic designer, but we pretty quickly realized that we were going back and forth with the designer so much that you know we might as well just do it ourselves because we, we understand what makes a good maze. Uh, not only like beautiful from the air, but also like good for the people who are within the maze, you know, on the, the ground. The experience. Because, yeah, the experience of it. Like, for instance, we learned really quickly that you should not have long dead ends. It's like a recipe for people cutting through the cord. So there's little tiny dead ends, but not really long dead ends. And then we learned that like curving paths are more confusing than straight paths, especially where they intersect. And so, so I thought, I think I can learn to do this, use these programs, graphic design programs. And do I don't really have the background in like formal training, but I, I like art. And I have learned how to do one big art project every year, which is 15 acres. And so I design the maze every year. And so I have a, a number of parameters. One is that I want it to be recognizable from the air. So like when there's a photo of it from overhead, I, w I don't want people confused, like, oh, what is that? You know, I have to look at it for a while to figure it out because that's common in mazes. I want there to be like a central figure that you can see like, oh, that's an elephant or like this year, that's a dog. I want it, yeah, so just to be kind of beautiful aesthetically, but I also need it to be kind of a part of a theme for the season because I have a lot of really young staff and I have to train a lot of staff really quickly and I want them to be able to talk to customers. So like a conversation starter, like, oh, let's talk about what the maze is about. And like this year, the corn maze is a dog and the theme is to all the good dogs because like dogs give us so much in our lives and we share so many of us share our lives with dogs and even of those of us who don't i mean 
canines are pretty compelling, I think. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a tribute to to all the all the hard work they do being our companions. Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes. And so then the, the, the maze is the dog who is looking up at its person, trying, trying to engage the person in play, which also fits with our theme of, you know, like play and getting outside and being active and enjoying time with friends and family. And so that's kind of what we'll be talking about this year. We'll have like dog trivia or dog like like in the maze at each of the mailboxes we have like a little little thing to read and so forth yes those are fun there's so much there's so much thoughtfulness in this and also so exciting about this year's theme about dogs can folks can't bring the dogs into into the maze don't bring your dogs that's that's (laughs) a challenge just you know with insurance reasons and for like just so many people that and and we have other animals here we have goats and chickens and pigs and horses and it's just not a good mix. So I, I was a, actually was a little like hesitant to make the dog the theme because I was like, well, it's going to feel like I mean, people are going to think about their dog at yeah, home. Yeah, <laughs> So we, we can't. It's just that, that mix of of controlled chaos and dogs that, that I mean, it's it really is primarily liability yeah. <laughs> and insurance. So, yeah, but, you know, we still love them. <laughs> What makes a good maze when you're designing it? What we really want to do is have different levels of challenges so people can feel comfortable. Like people get a map or part of a map and it we pride ourselves on having the map be really accurate so that if you are paying attention and like navigating appropriately, you should be able to get through the maze, you know, with, with not ease, but like with steady effort, you should be able to get through the maze. So accuracy. And also then we're giving people landmarks, but also then confusing them at different places. (laughs) So one of the things that we do, so most of the trails in the maze are five feet wide and they all kind of look alike, you know, because, but then we have some trails that are 10 feet wide and that's the outline of the dog. So that is like a really important landmark. Like you don't know where you are. Well, if you can find the 10 foot wide trail, you know, you at least you kind of know where you're, well, not where you are, but like roughly where you might be. <laughs> right. You kind of tell, yeah. okay, I made it somewhere when you're in the in yeah. the center. Right. And mm-hmm. so, so actually just briefly how we have customers experience the maze, they get a partial map when they walk in. So it's basically a, a, a almost blank sheet of paper that has just a very, like one eighth of the map uh, printed on it. So that shows where the entrances are and it shows where the first mailbox is. And that ma- so you navigate to the first mailbox following the map, and in that mailbox you find the next piece of your map. So then you take it out and you tape it on, line up the trails, and then you have the next part of the map. And so you can find where the next mailbox is. So you navigate from mailbox to mailbox. There's seven of them, so then you have the eight pieces of the map, and then you can find your way to the exit. And this takes most groups. I mean if you don't get super lost, like 45 minutes to an hour. And so that's kind of like the basic challenge. And a lot lot of people, that's good enough. You also can get out of the maze at many locations. So if people seem nervous, I tell them that. I'm like, just (laughs) consistently head in any one direction. All the trails are interconnected. And that's what I mean by like no long dead ends. It's not like you're going to get stuck in one part of the maze and you can't get out. So like you can exit the maze and then walk around it back to the farm or go back in it at a different place. So that kind of tries helps to reassure people who are nervous. I like how you said, if you don't get 
super lost. So I assume yeah. people do get lost sometimes. Well, <laughs> I got super lost this like last week. I, <laughs> you know, I design it, but I don't cut it. And so I know what it looks like on paper, but I get, I got in there and I had to like put the map pieces in the mailbox and I got lost in the flowers and I'm like, ah, oh, well, good news. These are really confusing. <laughs> so, You're going to get lost somewhere. Getting lost in the flowers. It sounds decent. Yeah, I get lost in the flowers. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but then like some people want to spend more time in the maze. And so we have additional challenges that are optional. So there's the secret locations too, which a lot of people do look for these. They are not marked on the map. That's why they're called secret. They are handheld paper punches chained to a post. You have to kind of like walk along the trails and then you see one and you're like, oh, yeah, then you punch your map. And there's 10 of them in the maze. And so like we give you prizes based on if you if you do look for them, we give you some prizes. Like, for instance, if you complete your map, you get a sticker. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We get, <laughs> that's, that's what we do at the prize station. Yeah. And if you look for the secret locations, if you get at least four of them, you get a certificate with a photo of the maze showing that you are a maze master. Nice. And if you get eight, eight or more of the ten, you get it's a it's very highly loved uh, swag from the corn maze. It's a it's a pen that has like a little maze in it. And it says China Farm. So we I don't know. We just got into this like thing where we give out all kinds of prizes. It's <laughs> <laughs> fun. I'm like, well, tell everybody you know about us. Show them your sticker. Yes. Um, and then I started to get people who had been coming for. A decade, you know, whatever. And they every now and then somebody'd be like, Oh, the maze isn't hard enough. You know, it's too easy. Why do you why are you making it easy? And I would say to him, I'm like, no, it's just because you are getting so good at it. You know how to find how to find the mailboxes. You know how to, you know, bring a team to look for the secret locations. So there was this one group and they come every year and I was just like, No, it's not too easy. You're too good. So I said, Fine, I'll put in a really hard maze and you'll never be able to handle it. And <laughs> So they're like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> so that was the year we had the fox and the grapes. And so the grapes were super hard because they were circles. <laughs> and I, I got lost in those two. So I put in a separate maze and we called it the circle maze. And it was just like all circles. <laughs> it was just like interlocking circles everywhere. And then we didn't give people a map to it. So it was like they had to kind of like switch up their strategy. A maze and within the maze. Yeah. So, the, so now we put it like within the actual maze. So we put numbers in there, just numbers on fence posts, and we don't tell people how many there are. We don't tell them if there's duplicates, but just so you know, there are duplicates. <laughs> and <laughs> then, then the, so then I don't, I don't even, honestly, I don't even know how people do it. I mean, I put the posts in there. I'm like, how would you even systematically go through this? But, uh, but some, of the, some of them do. And then the prize for that is we, we put, they write their names on the, on the, like, maze within a maze winner's board and then we you know, often take their picture and, I love know, it. so it's just kind of it's just the competitive and actually one of the fun parts of it is I'm like all right you, now you have to have a team name and then they have a big discussion of what their team name is going to be so it's it's kind of like team building all the way <laughs> see yeah and I went with my team it was the one of the most fun things I've ever done with uh, you know staff co-workers that sort of thing and honestly you know the maze uh, the maze is incredible but there's a lot more like you mentioned um at the farm including pumpkins i remember the goats i remember the animals and i yeah. feel like um that's really special so what else can people do on the farm during the fall season yeah well the 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 goats and the pigs and 
the horses are like a big attraction. You can pet them, you can feed the goats. And so that's, I mean, it's not a massive petting farm by any means, but it's just like, there are pet goats. It does <laughs> the trick. Yeah, it does the trick. You get to see pigs. And yeah. So we also have a lot of like what I consider like adventure play. Like we've got these, these long slides that are made out of culverts. Also try like a tra- tractor tire playground. Oh my gosh. Um, the other thing that we've got that, um, is that we have like, like a natural area to do some hiking. And we, we really like to encourage kids, you know, families with kids and, and adults to kind of like hang out in the woods a little bit. You know, it's just beautiful. You can walk up there a little ways. It's The trails are actually made by the horses when they're up there in the summertime. So they're kind of like beautiful kind of rough and then this so the thing i put up there to lure, pe- lure people into the woods is we have we call it the enchanted woods and we have a bunch of fairy doors up there so they're like you know, like they're five or six inches um you know in size and we put they're up in the trees and then down below and so you have to kind of go in, in these on these little trails and look for them and it's it's fun for all ages because honestly doesn't want to look for little fairy doors. Andy, everyone listening to, I mean, you guys, you can just hear everything is enchanted about this place. Andy, (laughs) thank you so much for giving us the, you know, what's going on at the corn maze and at the farm. Uh, Appreciate you. Come on out. I'll get you lost. That's Trinan Farm maze architect, Andy Trinan. If you want to go try out this year's maze, we'll toss a link in our show notes. And tune in tomorrow for the third installment of our fall getaway series, Apple Picking. And here's what else Madison's talking about. Herbal teas. It's cozy fall season, so it's time to bust out those mugs, people. You also might want to consider checking out an event this Friday with Madison Library's naturalist in residence, Quantis Winters. She's the food doula you might have heard on our show recently. And she's leading a workshop on making your own herbal teas using local ingredients. That event is free, but it requires registration. So we'll toss a link to that in our show notes. And do you want to lend a hand to science? UW Health is looking for 75 people to test a new Lyme disease vaccine that targets more strains of the tick-borne illness. UW Health just became a site for an international phase three study of the vaccine. Who can participate? Folks ages five and up can be in the study. Enrollment starts this week and runs through December. Check out our show notes for details. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed the show, why not share this episode with someone absolutely amazing? We'll be back tomorrow morning with more stories from around the city. Until then.